Welcome to Remembering What Matters Most, a podcast exploring what it means to live our lives based on what is most important to us. I'm your host, Susan McNamara, and today I'm with Patty Mari, friend and fellow educator. Welcome, Patty. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you today. You too. How are you today? I'm great, and uh, I'm ready. I'm just coming off of uh, So I Teach at Westfield State. And I know you know that. And this is the um, the time period that I've been doing um, the unit on technology and well-being with the college students. And it's always um, just a really enlightening and amazing time for me as long as I've been doing this. I always wind up finding new angles, new nuances, new ways of thinking about this with the students and uh, and also just really staying up to date around how it's playing out in their lives. Yeah, because it must change as fast as the technology itself is changing, how humans are interacting, interacting with it must be changing as well. It is. And how, you know, one of the conversations that we were having today was the difference between something being the norm and something being normal. And you know, it's certainly a norm in a lot of ways in terms of how the technologies are being used in relationship, but a lot of it is actually not even normal whatsoever. And so that's our that's our topic for today. So why don't we just kind of get into it, which Dive is, right in. <laughs> <laughs> is um, authenticity in relationship. And what sparked this topic for me today was actually something that came out of one of my classes where one of the students was talking about getting Instagram late. And, you know, in this day and age, I don't really know what late in her world means. I didn't ask that question. But what she started to talk about was her sister had had Instagram before her. And so, she, you know, she's new to it. She's kind of navigating her way through. And she's receiving things um, from friends that, you know, she's not that interested in or that she doesn't find, you know, that engaging. And so she's not liking them. And her sister at one point just said, what are you doing? those are your friends. You need to like every single thing that they send you. Wow. And that... That seems overwhelming. Yeah. Because as many friends as you have, multiply that times at least one post a day. And some people put up multiple posts a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could spend a good part of chunk of your day just liking. Yeah. So <clears throat> so it's interesting. You know, I didn't actually think about that angle of it. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're right that yeah. that it could like turn into your social media could turn into a full time job, <laughs> of really, of just trying to keep up with liking and responding to and looking through all of the posts that you wind up receiving because at least for the college students you know they're not just on one platform they've got multiple ones um, yes. running I guess the angle that I was thinking about it and that we wound up talking about in class was like you know what happens between us as people when I start pretending that I like things that you're sending me that I actually don't like. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just started to really make me kind of think back to those days, especially I, I think um, middle school is a tough time, high school certainly, but where you, you know when you laugh, when, a, when somebody will say like something off color or that you don't actually think is funny, but because you want to stay belonging and you want to stay in your friend group, you pretend that you like it. And I, I still have like kind of visceral memories of doing things like that. Because wow. for me, that was a very inauthentic mm. moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What so what did your student think about what her sister said? Did she agree with her sister? Did she say? 
no, I don't have to like everything. So, you know, originally and initially, she um, she didn't really know what her sister was talking about. And she originally didn't agree with what her sister was saying. But she wound up getting so much pressure around that, that if you are not liking every single thing that your friends um, are sending you, that you're one violating some code, right, that that has suddenly come up with um, the social media, you know, this code where you have to like everything that your friends like. And then there's the fear too, that if I don't do this, I'm not going to belong. I'm not going to fit in. Maybe, maybe the group is going to kick me out. And, you know, that is such a um, poignant experience. I don't know if you remember that, but being in like middle school and high school, Mm. There's a huge fear around like if I don't say the right thing, if I don't do the right thing that I'm going to get kicked out or I even in my mind still have like images of the quote, the popular girls, you know, and if you didn't affirm, (laughs) right, if you didn't like whatever it was that they're doing, whatever they said was like the cooler, the in thing to do, you were persona non grata. Well, they didn't, <laughs> I never had that problem because they had no clue who the heck I was. They were just like, who? Patty Prey? What? Yeah. I, well, I'm thinking because some people have hundreds of Instagram friends or follow followers. I hate that term followers, yeah, by the way. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, a, you know, I got to say, and this is a word of like, you know, I hear from my students, it's creepy. It and is it's kind of creepy. It's almost like, oh, you're creeping up on somebody and you're watching them, but they are putting that out there for public consumption. So it, eh, I wish they had chosen a different word. Mm. And yet I, I think that the word in some strange way completely speaks to the kind of stalking element, the, the strangeness around having followers. Mm. I wonder if there's this element of everybody wants to be a little bit famous. Yeah. So Instagram sort of, you know, is connecting with that, that, that need or that desire for people to feel famous. Like you have these followers. And I think that a lot of people use Instagram kind of as a doorway to um, get their small businesses off the ground. And... In that aspect, I can see why you have followers, followers to your business, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But like for most of us who just use Instagram in a casual way, it it is kind of a weird, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, why are people following me? Like... Or, I, or why am I following other people? Yeah, why am I following these people? And and that is is the heart is at the heart of what we're talking about today is authenticity in relationship and the way that the social media platforms are being used to say, um, you know, this is what it is to connect now. This is what it looks like to be in relationship and. For me, this is one of those big, enormous questions that really needs to be asked. How and when and where are the technologies interfering with authentic relationship? Because, Mm. you know, the same students who are talking about, you know, this topic that we've started today are also the same ones who will talk about how 
they're not sure sometimes like what to trust in what other people are saying to them. They're not sure about whether or not they can really count on people. And sometimes when I'll hear um, threads of this going through the conversations that I'm having, it always makes me feel really sad to to imagine people questioning the the integrity or the the depth of the connection between um, them and their friends and you know one of the reasons around that is because of a lot of times like what goes back and forth across a screen that people are not quite sure um, if they're bothering you if they can trust what it is that's coming across a screen and that feels to me like poison for us in our relationships because if we don't have trust between us, if there's not integrity in the relationship, like what are we talking about? What do we have? I think there's a lot missing from a text. You can never, you know, you can read a text. Three people could read the same text and come up with three different interpretations. Like, wow, is this person mad at me? Oh, wow, this person's joking. Oh, wow, this person's just being normal. You know, so anytime we're reading something on the screen without all of the um, the body language and the, the, those kinds of, um, you know, the way that the eyebrows lift and the way the, the mouth is said and mm. just the openness of the body, you know, there's, there's just always a little bit of um, interpretation going on there for sure. Mm. But we... We definitely cannot have relationships through a screen. If that is your primary way that you're communicating with your friends, that's kind of a shitty substitute, mm. Mm. right? I mean, yeah. it's okay to, to, to text back and forth about a funny joke or to get together, but when all is said and done, let's get together and, and have authentic, like you say, authentic relationships. Yeah, because those are ultimately going to be the most satisfying. You know, yeah. one of the things I was saying to them today, and they always like, they think it's funny, but it's also true. I said, I just really don't think anyone in this room is going to, you know, be taking their last breath in the world and and saying, oh, I wish I had posted more or I wish I had <laughs> gamed more, you know, but maybe you might be lying there thinking, wow, I really missed the boat here in terms of relationships and what it is. Mm. And this is one of the things too that comes up for this class and other things that I do so much is that, you know, relationships take work yes. and they take time and they yes. take effort and compromise and all the things that mm -hmm. we know to be true in that regard. Yeah. And what happens when we start doing the, the shortcuts around mm -hmm. it or what happens when there's, yeah. I, I'm just... I'm still trying to sort of get to that whole Instagram thing with her where I'm starting to feel almost like where inauthenticity is sort of built into the interaction somehow, hmm. if that makes sense. And and so I don't know, my mind keeps going back to like middle school and early high school where because there is that sort of clamoring and the peer pressure and everybody wants to fit in and then everybody's in this place where I'm not really quite sure who I am and so you're kind of, you know, floating around in that world yeah. that there's a there's there's inauthenticity built into that where you will pretend that you like something when you really don't or maybe you'll wear certain clothes to try and fit in but you really don't feel that way or maybe you'll do something or join something, you know, that you're not really into, but you do it in order to fit in. And 
I when I look at this, I feel like this is another one of those places where the technologies are really pushing our buttons around, you know, what do you have to do to belong? And what does it mean when I'm telling you that I like something that I really don't like? Like, what is that doing to my soul is really the way that I feel about it, my self-esteem, my integrity. And then how can you trust me? So if I'm on the other end of you and say I put something out and I'm getting all these likes back, I think that there's also a part of me that's got to be wondering do people really mean that? Because I, I know that when I talk to my college students, they all know two levels. They know what's happening across the screen, but then they know sort of the behind the scenes kind of thing, if that makes sense. No, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, that so even though I'm pushing the like button, mm-hmm. if the norm right now is that as your friend, I push the like button no matter what, and that's sort of this... Um, unspoken agreement that you and I have that we're friends and no matter what you've got my back and I've got yours and I'm always going to push that like button even if I feel indifferent or even if I feel really strongly other than that I actually want to like this what I'm saying to you is either consciously or unconsciously we know that we know that we're doing this thing with each other where I'm pretending that I like something and so then how can I actually trust you when I ask your opinion on something or I seek your counsel? Because if you've been pushing like buttons when you really don't like my stuff, how can I trust what's come out mm. of your mouth? Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering how many people actually, you might see the number. I think people are looking at the number mm-hmm. of likes they get. Oh, I get 100 likes for this post. But I wonder how many people are actually clicking and seeing who actually liked it. Oh, the kids are absolutely They're looking. actually, okay. They are 100% looking. So wow. they're looking to see who did and who didn't. And, you know, the word on the street is like, I hope that this isn't happening at the college level. But the word on the street is, especially with the younger ones, that if I go through that list and I see that you didn't like me, that's grounds for trouble between us. Wow. Like, why didn't you like my you know, cat picture. Why didn't you like my whatever? So people have time to do this. 100%. I'm just sitting here marveling because I would never have time to click on every single post I do to see who liked it. And if I didn't see a name there, I really wouldn't care. But I guess that's the difference between being an adult and having many, 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 too many years of experience behind me. Mm -hmm. And being... A college student who, or a high schooler who is really trying to fit in. And that kind of stuff matters so much to you. It does. And now it's like, I mean, I wish we were just saying that, you know, high schoolers and college students were the ones who are in on this. But we're talking about younger and younger ages. Like I've got a lot of students who will talk about their eight and nine year old Mm -hmm. siblings and cousins are already on all these platforms and that they are acutely, acutely aware of not only the number, but about who is liking it and who is not liking it. And if you don't like it, that's grounds for fight. That's grounds for termination in our relationship. That says to me that you don't support me Mm. as opposed to maybe I just didn't like it. Like I still like you, you know, and so there's a way where we're confusing something really important, right? We're confusing the caliber of our relationship with 
a picture that I sent you. Right. And we're reducing it down to mean the same thing. And again, so not only is there inauthenticity in the relationship, but there's like a reducing down of the, the depth of what we have between each other. It's a watering down. So what would be a good solution for all of mm. this? Well, so I'll tell you my latest favorite. And um, it came from, and now I'm completely, of course, spacing on the author's name. But um, there's a guy who wrote a book called Digital Detox. And I just thought this was so simple and so profound. He said, stop liking just stop pushing that like button, you know, like to, to be on the social media platforms, if that's working for you, look at whatever you want to look at, post whatever you want to post, but stop the whole liking thing because of the way, again, that this is, um, you know, making us basically like, you know, mug for the camera or mug mm. for the, for the likes and, right. you know, his idea around this. And I, and I totally agree with him is if I wasn't, trying to garner as many likes as possible. And if I wasn't using that as a litmus test about um, what kind of person that I am, like if that wasn't in play, would that change what I posted? Would that change how I posted? Would that change how this is being used between us? I think so. I definitely, when I post to Facebook or anything, I stay away from anything political. I don't want anybody to you know, I don't want to f offend anybody. <laughs> and I do just, I, I notice that the kinds of posts that get the most likes are posts about family. Um, so I do, honestly, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I'll post nothing and it's like crickets out there. <laughs> and it does, it makes me feel bad. It hurts your feelings. But and you're you're somebody who's got, you know, an established self-esteem. Yeah. But yeah. what if I'm, you know, eight and nine years old yeah. coming all the way up through high school and I'm in that process of trying to figure out who I am and what it is to be me in the world. And then I start doing the external thing where I'm looking and I get the crickets and nobody posts, then suddenly I feel like awful about myself. Yeah, that's too bad to grow up with that. We had the real people really we did putting us down. It's hundred percent. And as authentic as that was, it still hurt. <laughs> well, 100%. it was authentic and you know, it's, it, it hurt. But it, it yeah. does hurt. It, it hurts to be ignored, you yeah. know, like that. And for me, that's what you're what you're describing when you're talking about nobody liking whatever the thing is. That's the equivalent of banishment. And, you know, back in the day on a tribal level, that was the worst thing that that could happen to you. So true. Right. Yeah. Is to be kicked out. You yeah. know, we still have those really primal roots that f it feels dangerous to us um, and unsettling to not be part of the group. And, you know, as you were talking it was just flashing through my mind too, how many times I've seen somebody referencing the fact that in the early days with Facebook, almost nobody was using that like button. And the like button was um, originally blue. But then as things have gotten savvier and savvier with the persuasive design, now specific colors are being used red, which is an alert color. And so it makes you it's like our stop signs are red, right? Mm. So it brings you into an alert awareness state like I have to do something about it so when you see that red button it makes you feel like you're supposed to do something about it and so you know maybe that's a topic for another time or a next podcast but this whole topic around persuasive design and how the devices are being built to keep us there and keep our attention there you know having nothing to do with whether or not um, you and I are experiencing an authentic relationship between us you know what is is 
kind of rare now is when somebody actually posts an actual comment. Mm. I always like to get comments on my Facebook posts or an Instagram post because it really means that, oh, they really did like it and they have something to say about this. Yeah. Or, you know, a comment on my blog. You know, those are rare. And I don't know if it is because... I think part of it is that people are so busy. For them, it's like, oh, they posted a picture of their new great niece, like, because right. they don't have time to. to well, it's easy you know. to do. Yeah, you know, and 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 again, you're speaking about like a lack of authenticity in the relationship that. I don't actually have enough time to be able to handle all of this. And so the easiest thing to do is just to keep pushing that button. And yet the truth is relationships require time. They, they require that we say no to certain things so that we can say yes to what is meaningful between us. Yeah. That so, is so important too, yeah. about taking care of our relationships and realizing that relationships do take time. And sometimes it means saying no to something else so that you can spend time with your buddy. I've yeah. seen so much of this in my life. And, you know, because I'm one, I am a person who is pretty loyal to my friendships and I will spend the time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's almost like they say, you know, if you die and you have one friend, that's actually a good thing. Because mm -hmm. it, because it does seem like people get busier and busier and busier. And yeah, our relationship is not made through a like button. No, it's not. Yeah. So and as we're wrapping up, you know, maybe we'll just throw a couple of things out there. You know, your idea of that one friend, you know, maybe we need to call the herd, you know, in terms of if you're on social media, just really looking through and, and not as a, you know, a dig against anybody, but just as a way to make your life more sane, as a way of saying no to those um, friends that aren't actually friends, um, so that you have more time for the ones who actually are. And I just want to put it out there again, because I think it's a brilliant and simple idea. What would be what would it be like if we just stopped liking stuff and maybe instead wrote a meaningful post to somebody yeah um and then just let the rest of it all go yeah if you don't have time for a comment then don't do a like only leave comments yeah eh, it's you know it's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about as we're making our way <laughs> through this gigantic topic. Yeah. Yeah. And so as always, when we can remember what matters most, we create lives that we can feel good about and that serve as a contribution to the world. So Patty, would you like to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. I'm at Patty Pray Mari at Gmail. It's P-A-T-I-P-A-R-I-M-A-R-I at Gmail. That's my email address. Or you can visit me at Nature Within You Yoga. And yeah. Yeah. And so I'll, um, well, and I know one of the things that we talked about is we want to send a special thank you out to Ryan Arnold from East Hampton Media, who's been helping us produce this and edit this. And we couldn't do it without him. So thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. And if you'd like to hear more about what I do, please go to the farm at avalon.org. And you have to spell out the A-T or you can check out my blog at medicineforthepeople.com and four is the number four. And I also write a monthly column um, on technology and kids for the Daily Hampshire Gazette. So until next time, everybody, take care. Namaste. Namaste.